welcome to FinTech Focus TV. I'm Toby Babb and delighted to be joined once again by Matthew Chung from iPush Pool. Matthew, how are you? Very well, thank you. Listen, it's, uh, thanks so much for sparing the time. I know how busy it is for everyone at the moment. Um, we've been doing these series of uh, COVID-19 specials, really looking at uh, how FinTech businesses are, are surviving, thriving, uh, moving through this process. It's really good to speak to you. I think um, you know, from my perspective, there's been some really fascinating stuff that we're going to get onto about your history that sort of makes you really, really interesting right now. But for anyone who hasn't heard of iPushbull and, and yourself so far, give us a quick uh, background about what you do and, and where you can add value. Yeah, sure. Um, we 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 solve the problem of manual processes around emails, file sharing, and all these kind of manual processes where people are taking data from one place to another. And as soon as you do that manually, you lose the ability to connect that all together in real time. It's hard to automate. It's hard to streamline. Now you see a lot of this across the financial markets. You know, both from front office with sales and traders in kind of you know, pre-negotiation workflows through to you know booking allocating things afterwards and all the way downstream through to um, back office where you know there's millions of internal emails with spreadsheet attachments that are sent every day and the the element where people have to move data from one place to another again is very uh, cumbersome it's slow you know failed trades take you know days to get fixed and so on so mm. so we're effectively looking to streamline what's really a universal problem across kind of capital markets but actually outside of that as well but initially focusing in on capital markets um so that's what we do from a, a very high level um kind of functionality wise you know we have um integrations into you know 20 or so different platforms we allow data to be connected in real time think of kind of Google Sheets um, type functionality, but that can work inside anything. Um, so we've got uh, customers ranging from kind of data producers who could be a bank producing uh, data that they're sending out to clients, such as um, real-time options prices or axes in, in fixed income markets, through to reference data companies that might have a massive database of data they wanna, they wanna kind of optimize and make more efficient how they're sharing that with their clients. Um, through to more the workflow element where you know you think about on the on the kind of trading element there's so much uh, so much markets that so many markets that are not electronically traded they're still done on voice you know people picking up phone people on the chat all manual all of that needs to be you know double keyed somewhere else a lot of the time so we're solving all of those problems as well so it's a it's 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 a big big mountain to climb but we're making you know small small chips at it at the moment um, and it's a very exciting time well, it's very modest on the small chips because uh, everything I've ever read about you guys has been about uh, award-winning uh, growth and, and innovation and everything like that. And it's, and it's really fascinating seeing, seeing innovating companies. And I think, you know, just specific, specifically looking at what we're going through at the moment, your background's really interesting because this is your, your second business, right? And, and the, the, the first one uh, you took through, uh, sort of midway through that, that sort of business, you took through the, uh, the global financial crisis. Now, five years into you know, to this business, you're facing another great, uh, you know, you know, great uh, economic, um, you know, issue which which is affecting everyone within that. You talked about opportunity through the great, you know, through, through the financial crisis and how that helped your last business. And again, you're adding real value. And, and you know, I, I'm a big believer in turning negatives into positives. I think that's something which you, which you know, which you, you agree with. Again, tell us a little bit about the opportunities and how you, as a business that's, that's sort of five years old now, are going to uh, utilize this to you know to turn it into a positive. I think um, there's, a, there's quite a few elements to that. I mean, one is 
So as a, as a group of founders in our company, there's three of us. Um, mm. And myself and, and, and one of the other founders also had a, a company and he actually, his, his, between, between the, the three of us as founders, so he was, his first day working on the floor at Life was on the 87 crash. <laughs> and then he was gonna, he nearly IPO'd his first company. Um, but then the 2000 um, bubble uh, crash happened. So, yeah. and then, and then, and then we've, yeah, and I actually know, know uh, the, 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 one of the other co-founders because he was a customer of mine in our previous business and he was listening to me covering the markets during, yeah, during the global financial crisis. So between kind of the, 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 the two of us in, in that sense and the three of us with, with, the, with the other co-founder, um, we, we've got experience, I think, on the ground, both in terms of actively participating in the markets um, on trading side and also um, delivering services to customers um, because both of us um, who, who've had previous companies, we've, we've both traded before and also provided services to, to traders and believe in the markets. Now, the, that experience, I think, has been incredibly useful in this time now, because I think firstly, we, I've, I spent quite a bit of time in China last year, actually, because um, we've, um, one, one of the awards that you kind of mentioned we won was, was through CFETS, which is the largest FX and rates trading venue in China. Um, and we were the only non-Chinese company to, to, um, to actually be part of the competition, is that like 2000 people. Um, so that was fascinating going over and spending time um, seeing actually what the fintech world is like over there. It's because it's, it's, it's a bit of um, it's, it's, it's relatively isolated compared to kind of outside in the West, but there's a lot of stuff going on out there at a frantic pace. But the, um, on, on, yeah, yeah. Um, on, on, on the kind of the back of that though, we, um, I, cause we're talking to people in China all the time. Um, we kind of got a feel for what they were seeing themselves um, kind of in the first person from, from China. So we were kind of we were kind of aware of it from quite early on. And I've been watching the markets anyway, because that's what I used to do in my kind of previous company. So we, I think by probably you know, middle end of February, we were starting to plan for the worst at that point. So when things, you know, I think the market started tanking initially beginning of March, the first, the first go, then you had kind of the trade war with, you know, Russia and Saudi, and then it puked again, you know, afterwards. Yeah. But we, because we decided our planning early, we, we'd already started to look at costs, looking at sales pipeline, looking at what we could, you know, push over, you know, uh, over, the, over the, um, the finish line with existing deals that we had. So we're kind of all hands on deck on that. Um, so, so it was, yeah, tightening things up in terms of sales and costs. Yeah, for yeah. example, you know, we, we're in a WeWork office, um, which one of the beauties of that is actually you're on a short term notice. So, yeah. yeah, we can scale up. We go because we, we, we took that on so we could scale up quickly. But in this scenario, we can also scale down quickly because yeah. that's the beauty of being a, you know, a, a startup and being agile and, and quick to react to things. That, okay, that's something we can, we can optimize that cost and, and reduce it. Um, and I think some of that, looking at the cash flow and thinking, you know, prudently far ahead and so on that's experience we've built from you know having a company before that's kind of one part to that answer the other part is actually around the opportunity now for you know there's been a massive shift in people obviously being forced to work at home um, mm. and on the back of that there's lots of things which has been impacted you know anything from 
people with you know broadband issues because you know your, your kids and your family are at home who are also downloading yeah. films and so on <laughs> you know my four-year-old running in and you know bombing into my meetings and you know, yeah, but, but, but that's you know that's happened you know just probably at least once or twice a week i've, I've been with people you know who, who are working at a big bank or a big firm have similar things happen so people yeah. are used to it now so you can have something anything from that actually just happening in the corner <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but then you've got through to you know there's hardware shortages you can't buy webcams or extra screens because yeah. there's too much demand and there's no supply because stuff's not getting shipped through all the way to in our world where you've got um on the front office side where you've got traders who are now working at home they previously in the desk would have some big setup with you know eight screens all around them, mm. their, their their colleagues all around them. Yeah, you know, they'll they'll overhear stuff, they'll learn stuff through osmosis through the day because they can hear the hubbub of what's going on. You know, oh, I can hear the credit desk down down the end. They're shouting about something. It must be kicking off in the market. Let's walk down and have a look. You lose that. It's gone. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah. people need to recreate that. But you're you're also restricted. People working at home, they may have limited you know screen real estate. So your ways of working has to change. So that for us has been a really big opportunity because we we provide data sharing, data aggregation, so and workflow. Uh, so all of that linked together where previously you may have had multiple different applications open on your screen, chats with 10, 20 different people. Now you're limited in what you can have visible on the screen. So if you can aggregate that somehow, if you can create your own kind of user-defined notifications around that, then that, that enhances your workflow so we've seen things like that in the front office then the back mm -hmm. office there's also been um obviously a lot of the big banks have outsourced back office operations to india indonesia philippines uh, countries like that you know india had had a massive lockdown you know much you know, much more aggressive than any other country mm -hmm. just because of the fact that the you know the population density and cities and how they're built and so on now the the ability then for all of those people to work at home at the same level and volume of output of what they're doing obviously has increased significantly. So then you see things like failed trades and uh, things which take you know a longer amount of time to get fixed. That's impacted there. So all the way along, at least in capital markets, the trade life cycle has been impacted in in different ways. You know, traders we've seen have done. Um, you've seen obviously the markets have been moving around a lot. But it doesn't necessarily mean there's there's lots more um, kind of deals going on and volumes going through in certain areas because there's there's less liquidity because less people are kind of putting putting trades on in certain markets and other markets have been more busy. Yeah, obviously yeah. markets have been incredibly busy um, because yeah you've got and and also looking at things like yeah the share price of like IG Index and Hargreaves Lansdowne in the UK their yeah, share yeah. price has gone like that you know in the last yeah. couple of months because everyone's sitting at home like day trading yeah, um, yeah. but but yeah it's been it's it, it's um you've always got to look for you know these previously to have a big change like what's happened now where there's been millions and millions of people working at home whereas previously which you know, would have been unthinkable you know, three, three, four months ago. Now people are forced to do it. You know, normally you need some big cultural change to to make something happen, some catalyst. Mm. This case has actually been a virus, which has been the the catalyst for change. Yeah. But it's but it's it's forced people onto the cloud. It's forced people into embracing the latest collaboration technology. Like you know, we're talking on Zoom. Zoom's gone from yeah, what 10 million to 300 million users in like three, four months. 
you know, you've got Microsoft Teams that went from, um, I think, 10 million in December to like 50 million. Actually, Microsoft, I think, is going to report this evening or tomorrow. So yeah. all, keep your eye on what the what their usage is for Teams because I, I could see that rocketing through the roof. Absolutely. Um, so, and again, you know, look at the share price of Microsoft, of Microsoft. Their share price, I think, their market value of Microsoft is about a third of the entire FTSE 100. <laughs> so it's like just goes just goes to show technology is you know there's there's the better faster cheaper technology that can improve and streamline things and then there's just completely new ways of doing things people are forced to embrace all of that now so mm-hmm. you know we're a technology company so it's you know this is obviously a it's an awful time and there's a lot of disruption going on for people health wise but from a from a business opportunity and technology um, cultural change, it's been it's been the catalyst probably that everyone wanted. I think that's a, that's a really important part to mention because look, there is a uh, you know huge humanitarian aspect to this and and uh, you know absolutely tragic and everything that's going. But I think the, the sort of responsibility now comes on to recognise how we can you know improve as a society as a as a, a you know as a as a world you know from this. And I think that sort of uh, rate of change is going to be fascinating. How technology has been adopted and how how, you know, how critical it's proven itself to be, you know, over the last uh, couple of months has been has been so so important. And if it wasn't, you know, the kernel of every every sort of financial institutions uh, board at that sort of stage, the CTO CIO, you know, is, is certainly just raising in stock all, all the time through it. Let's let's talk a little bit about the crystal ball and what this means because there is a, a you know, rapid rate of necessity change at the moment. What do you think the lasting imprint, imprint, impact of this will be? So I guess I'll, I'll start off to, in terms of crystal balls. I mean, the, probably the, the best um, crystal ball I can look at is probably just for us you know, as a company. Um, yeah. So for us as a company, um, we it didn't affect us that much, or at, if at all, in terms of our our, our day-to-day working. You know, because we were we had a yeah, an office in WeWork and, and we would, you know, uh, and, and WeWork's been great for, you know, when you're traveling, I'm sure you've done it when you're kind of traveling around the world, you can, you know, yeah, use offices yeah. all around the world. That's been great. Um, but obviously you can't do any of that now, but, you know, in, in one way where we can scale it down, um, where, where you obviously scale down your, your physical presence, you can ramp up your online presence. So, so in terms of remote working, we were kind of remote working 50% of the time anyway. So, doing 100% of the time doesn't make that much difference. I think for, on a kind of a personal level, there's there's obviously some of the interpersonal changes that comes with remote working. You know, some, mm. you know, some people uh, have, you know, I've got, a, you know, an office set up at home, but, you know, some people in the team don't, you know, that's more difficult for them because they're on a kitchen table and, you know, people yeah. running around the background and so on. So, so that's, I think that has been difficult for quite a lot of people, you know, to be perfectly honest. So there are as, as much as remote working is great. There are some downsides to it on that. It needs to be kind of managed in, in the right way. Um, there needs to be, um, you know, we, there's kind of a, obviously everyone's got their own kind of in their mind exit plan of when there can be some more returning back to normal with having offices and so on. Um, in terms of our, how we're dealing with customers, it's actually been a positive for us. So where we mm. were talking to banks previously and things, you know, we, you would have a meeting once a week or once a month and then things just go at a snail's pace because of the facts, particularly in the first couple of weeks when people were, were adjusting to working at home and uh, banks were, were you know, moving all their staff off site or, or home working, we actually found in the first probably 
I think the first couple of weeks of March, probably first three weeks of March, we got more done in those three weeks than we've been getting done in the last kind of nine, 12 months. Because you were talking to people that are working in these big institutions that suddenly have a lot of time. So previously they were working on multiple projects and been dragged from meeting to meeting and you get them on the phone and they're half listening because they're trying to do something else at their desk. Whereas now you get their full 100%, you know, undivided attention. And, and now because of what we're doing, we're kind of accelerating these digital initiatives and the, um, we, we've kind of been bumped up in priority compared to some things which actually can't be done now because you need to be in the office for whatever reason have been, you know, yeah. have been downgraded. So in that sense, from a, from a sales perspective, yeah, we've been, we've been busier than, than we ever have, I think in the last two months. So I think that's, that's a, that's a byproduct of, um, we were fortunate enough to be in the right place at the right time. Um, yeah. And we, we kind of geared up to this way of working anyway. So there wasn't, there was, there was no, there was no transition. It was just like, we were working this way anyway. So, you know, we, we, we've, we've got accounts for, you know, Zoom and Uber and WebEx and every single video conferencing thing that we have because some work for some people and some don't, but we had all of that anyway. And we know how to, you know, kind of work in that world. So, yeah. so I think um, we're, we're, we're looking for how we've kind of probably changed uh, our business slightly is, yeah, we've kind of, like anyone, we've, we've ultra, been ultra prudent on our outlook. So mm-hmm. therefore we have, we've, we've, we've um, kind of reduced costs where we can. Um, mm-hmm. On the sales perspective, we've already seen some of the bigger kind of mega deals we were working on have slowed down. Um, yeah. But that hasn't happened in that kind of, kind of tier two, tier three, SME, smaller company type level, some of those companies are still very active and you can yeah. talk to the decision maker. Whereas when you're talking to some massive, you know, enterprise company, um, you know, some of the deals that are working on needed kind of, you know, board approval and we're not high on the list at a board meeting. So, you know, it's, it's, so, so those type of things have just slowed down. So, so you kind of refocus, I think, where, where there's opportunity and where you can do things quickly. And then similarly, yeah. we've diversified a little bit. So we're, we're launching, um, we've got a notifications kind of module on our platform. We're actually launching that as a kind of separate service and having it as, a, as a, um, an easier to onboard, lightweight service, which we, could, we, could, we can sell easily for people that want to be able to create notifications on any application and then send a notification into anything else. So you might have a spreadsheet, you want to send a notification when something changing is in that to, to a WhatsApp message, for example, or if, if, if this piece of data updates in this BI platform or database, send a notification into a you know, symphony chat or as a text message where someone might mm-hmm. not have some, some internet signal. So we're still, we're building like a notification service for that, which we're focusing on, on that kind of tier two, tier three, you know, SME level, but actually it's industry agnostic. So for us, it's a slight diversification play where if things in, you know, kind of this enterprise, uh, yeah. enterprise world that we normally sell into, if that completely grinds to a halt, you know, we've got a few other seeds that are planted down elsewhere. So it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's very much planned for the worst, hope for the best, but you know, yeah. having some structure around that and plans around it as well. Yeah, I think there's I think there's some really interesting stuff that you've been talking about all the way through this. Uh, you know, the experience that 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 we sort of spoke about you know, beforehand about having navigated through these choppy waters with your, you know with your key team has led to some you know some really prudent thinking. You know, the, the easy stuff is to you know to, is cost cutting and planning. You know, 
in that something but the, the, the ability to diversify the ability to uh, look at that and maximize you know, uh, where your efforts are, are pointed is, is are critical to that sort of thriving and, and uh, setting yourself up to you know to go through moving forward and you, know, you say look you know a bit of luck about the right you know the right time and the right position and being in the right area but that to happen twice sort of starts to look a little bit less like luck and, and good market <laughs> position, doesn't it um so look you know speak, staying on the crystal ball theme and 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 uh just looking at the industry what do you think will happen to the you know to, to the uh you know what, what's your predict, predictions about how we turn up are we looking at are we looking at a v shape are we looking u shape l shape when when do you think this sort of moves back into into play and and uh you had the vision of uh, a foresight the fortune foresight with what was happening in china beforehand let's uh let's, let's see what happens after this what, what what's your what's your predictions there on the uh on the wider scale of the the exit and uh and how long this takes to return to some sort of normality yeah um i think in 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 the uk at least the the big thing from and i'm probably talking from my my own experience and friends of mine who are kind of my age who have got kids i think the school's opening is obviously going to be a big thing when that's going to be um that that is you know for example you know my my wife she she got put on furlough because she was she was actually yeah. work, working for the first couple of uh, you know, kind of month or so, but then like I've got an office, but she was working downstairs in the kitchen with my four year old running around, and in the end it was you know she couldn't really work properly, um, yeah. and then and then and then kind of the furlough discussion was there, and it kind of made sense for her to kind of take that option, which I think in the long run was probably is probably better for you know my my daughter because she's she's yeah. going to have kind of undivided attention, whereas it's you know, you know we found it difficult when you've already got yeah. one one child as well you know i know plenty of people have got you know three or four or more um so i think three, that's three, that three yeah going on through there at yeah the moment, yeah no, it's this it's not easy and 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 no no I don't, I don't know anyone there's one person i know who actually studied child psychology and trained as a montessori teacher <laughs> and and they're actually finding homeschooling you know quite easy but for the other 99.99 percent everyone is struggling a little bit it's not it's not, it's not easy <laughs> yeah um so so i think that's 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 a very that's a key thing um because until that happens the there's there's still you know 50 percent of of you know if there's a family unit there's you know half of them if they, if they were working they're not working now any kind of only one person can work i think that's yeah. important um i mean are we you know, we as a company we're kind of looking at um you know maybe people uh having this kind of phased um returning back to work and maybe that's starting in you know july august with with a view to september you know kids going back to school that would be our our optimistic scenario but we're also planning for you know some of the um some of the bigger institutions we're talking to you know they're talking about actually not not having people returning back to the office properly until the end of the year so so it entirely mm -hmm. depends i mean it's if yeah, the crystal ball is pretty useless because <laughs> it because it's, it's a fast market things are changing all the time you know the, the, there's not a decent amount of testing in this country yet in terms of a vaccine you know i think you're just going to get lucky if you get anything this year you know there's there's all these it's, it's it's so difficult to say but but for us because we're embracing technology and and i think the biggest thing for for technology is people are using the cloud now you know mm. whereas people before it's like oh we'll you know we've got our own data centers and we've got all this stuff that we don't want to move it's like well you know the cia uses aws so why can't you use it you know <laughs> the, 
and, and, and you've got even in the last week you've had uh, what is it BlackRock, Nasdaq, Charles River. They've all kind of come out saying, "Oh, we're using AWS, we're using Azure, we're using all these cloud providers." Mm. So on on that basis, so for us, when we started our company five years ago, when we started selling into banks, we were doing on-prem installations. So we'd have to go in with a USB stick with everything on it, and you had to have someone with you. You had to you have to upload it into some you know in a in some bare metal, you know, bare metal's like an actual physical bit of kit. We'd have to upload our service onto that. You'd have someone sitting beside you watching what you're typing. Yeah, it is ultra secure, you know, quite rightly as well. But that's that's not a scalable way to, to do it. But it can be a scalable. You can throw people at it. But it's not it's not the new way of doing things. It's an mm. old way of doing things. And I think now that people can see that, you know, the cloud is is used and, you know, talking about Microsoft share price we mentioned earlier, that's going like that, you know, because of the cloud. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. the, the cloud revenues are growing 100% year on year, year on year. Um, and, and the headroom of that market is, is ginormous. You know, the, the, the cloud market at the moment is only taken a, a very small fraction of what potentially could be. So I think as people move towards um, using the cloud, so then for us talking about our situation and back to the crystal ball, um, if people are using the cloud, we can do it all remotely. Mm. So for us as a company, it's good if people start going in, in that yeah. direction. Face-to-face -face meetings, you obviously, I mean, you're in recruitment. Face-to-face -face is, is, you know, is kind of a necessity, but people obviously have to adapt. Yeah. But, but you know, and similar for us, you, know, you, you can get the tone in the room. You kind of get, you'll have, you might have some, you just get on with someone or you have your little chit chat when they pick you up in the lift and, all of that builds a rapport and, and is part of a process which actually feeds into a into a sales kind of cycle and a sales pitch. You yeah. lose, you do lose some of that. Yeah. But I think because people are more time pressured now, there's there's a move towards more efficiency. You can, I think, it's a bit easier now to be a little bit more upfront with things because you're actually not face to face as well. You know, when when okay. you're talking to people, so. Yeah, there's a, there's a new paradigm definitely out of this, and 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 uh, hopefully for the for the better, in regards to remote working and 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 also things like, um, I think uh, uh, people on maternity leave and paternity leave, mm. you know, maternity leave obviously conditions for that have always been what well, your stat maternity pay is what a month or six weeks or whatever. Some mm. companies are saying, oh, we do a little bit more. But it's pretty shoddy what we do in this country compared to, you know, like Scandinavians and so on. And it's worse in other countries as well. Yeah. So you have things like that. And that's for, you know, that's for the kind of the mothers taking time off. But then for the fathers, you can take two weeks off or three weeks off. And then it's frowned upon if it's more than that. That's, yeah. that's such an old school way of doing it. If you know now that people can work responsibly at home yeah. and still yeah. do all the same stuff they were doing, Exactly. then then why not I, I think there's there's so many different areas it can be a really positive catalyst for yeah. and, and i think the, it, there needs to be some momentum that continues after this yeah. things shouldn't return to normal you know i i had i'm probably rambling a bit now i had a, i had a doctor's appointment i think it was the it was it was one of the weeks when there was only a handful of a point of um coronavirus cases in 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 the uk and then the doctors called me up a few days before and said, oh, your appointment is now going to be on the phone. I was yeah. like, OK, fine. Um, and and the yeah, so the doctor called me. Um, 
spoke to me and said, right, well, the process is now is we do, we do a phone conversation. And then if there's a need for it, we'll do a follow up video conference. And then after that, if you need to, we'll bring you into the GP or send you to hospital or you go to a nurse. And so the NHS has been, has, has, has been totally, um, it's been a massive force for change for the NHS. So they've, they've brought in technology. Like we, I, I've got some, um, some you know, people that I know who run, um, you know, kind of medical technology companies doing some video conferencing technologies for, for, for health services, doing things like remote blood testing and things like that. So you don't need to have a nurse beside you. You can go to a pharmacy, they take your blood, and then someone remotely can analyze it and give you, you know, real time results, things like that. There's, there's been so much interest and traction in those areas now. So again, it's a force for change for the better where why were you going into a you know, doctor's surgery before full of, full of, uh, full of uh, you know, young and old people who are ill, who you could contract something from. Um, yeah. And then you're yeah. at risk yourself of actually you giving stuff to someone else or you contracting it. Yeah. So why don't you do that by video or, you know, some other means of doing it. So, so there's lots of areas where things are going to change. I think um, on the, on the other side is, is obviously all the, all the kind of state workers, you know, people working in health services, emergency services, the bus drivers. I mean, that's terrible. What's happened you know, to the bus drivers in the UK, things yeah. like that all needs to change. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah. So, and again, you know, there's there's reasons for technology for you know, do you really need bus drivers as well? You know, if if people are actually dying doing that and and they're, they're not getting paid well, you know, you you can have you know there are, um, you know, fully automated buses in 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 China. You know, they they've created, I've seen um, there's there's certain cities that have a fully automated bus service in certain certain cities. There's some in Silicon Valley where they're kind of testing it. And then why don't you use the people to be you know, a nice friendly face to welcome people on board and things like that instead, you know, change yeah. you know, automate automation and artificial intelligence and all the, the fourth industrial revolution or whatever, mm -hmm. whatever name you want to call it is a force for good. You know, it's, it's not a Terminator scenario. It's an Iron Man scenario. They're all, yeah. they're all things which are yeah. enabling humans to do a better way or job of, of doing stuff. So I think, there's 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 some positives i think that they're definitely coming out of it already but i think there needs to be that momentum there afterwards i i agree with that completely look i think that, i think there's a huge responsibility to make sure that everything we learn from this and and uh, you know does you know as we said at the offset of the show is you know to turn a negative into a, in, into a positive and and if we can take some of those lessons and technology can continue to, you know yeah I've been in, in recruitment in the tech industry for 20 years and seen the adoption of cloud sort of gradually be grudgingly taken on, you know, progressively yeah. throughout that time. This has just shown how, you know, how beneficial it can be. And of course, there's going to be bits and pieces that continue to need evolution and, and improvement and such like. But just, the, you know, just, just something like this, allowing people to, you know, to, to perform better and to do their jobs better and to have more flexibility and all these different things that are sort of coming together you know, it, it, we've had real-time experience of, of the maternity aspect you're talking about before and yeah. how that, you know, how that can be improved moving forward. I think, you know, the thing that I've been, you know, delighted about is how companies have been uh, so adaptive to, you know, to be able to take people on and to, you know, to continue hiring processes through this and to onboard virtually and all those sort of things have, has been phenomenal. So, you know, the, you know, again, you know, 10 years ago in my career, this wouldn't have been able to happen and, and you know, it'd been shut up shop for, you know, for a while. So you got through yeah. it right now, you can still, yeah. Uh, do, do, you know, do, do decent training people you know people are 
I get what you mean about the, the sort of face-to-face -face aspect of hiring, but there's you know, this, this, this sort of ability to use video technology now has, has, has just enhanced everyone's experience so much. So there's so many positives that come out, come out of it. And I'm pleased to hear that, again, you, you, know, you put yourself in a good position and uh, I'm managing to find the positives through it. I'm really excited to hear more and more about what you guys do and you know, how, how you continue to adapt. I love you know, so many different things I think we can take out of this conversation about how people can adapt and diversify and, and plan for this and, and and hopefully there's going to be people out there who are watching this and you know, a interested in chatting to you a little bit further and finding out a little bit more about the business but b also taking stuff which i think is so so useful into how they can uh, you know look at this situation again and take some of the lessons from what you've done throughout your career so far so listen i really really am grateful for you sharing your time i'm sure there's going to be people out there who want to get in touch with you what's the best way of reaching you um, you uh, yeah, feel free to email me directly. So it's, it's my name, so matthew.chung at ipushpool.com. Brilliant. Well, listen, Matthew, it's been wonderful talking to you. Thanks so much for, for uh, sharing all your insight. And uh, to everyone watching, I hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you soon on another episode of FinTech Focus TV. Thanks for watching. Cool. Thank you. Thank you, Toby.